0: Highly sensitive people who partner with less sensitive people in love often feel misunderstood, out of sync, and frustrated. While the difference in sensitivity can have its challenges, there are also some really unique opportunities. This week on Tune In With Marcy, I'm sharing my best tips and advice for highly sensitive people partnering with less sensitive people in love. I explore the soul and human level, reasons why we partner with who we partner with, why who we create a healthy relationship with isn't an accident, some conversations you can have with your partner to feel more in sync right now, and why increasing your self-awareness about your sensitivity is the key to everything. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hi there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach, and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm really excited that you're here today. We are continuing a journey into the the depths of relationship and being in partnership with other people. Today's episode is really exciting because there's a lot of rich depth to what I'm about to talk about that includes both kind of like very human relationship advice stuff, like how do you make relationships work? as well as some of more of the spiritual soul aspects like karma and how we end up partnering with who we end up partnering with. And this episode is really inspired by a listener's question. So I hear often, I'm, I'm in a healthy relationship, but... And I hear this sentence a lot from sensitives I work with, sensitives who partner with people that are not highly sensitive, Uh, is this you? (laughs) You listener, is this you who's listening right now? Um, If so, you're not alone. I see this a lot in my client work. And I recently received an important question from a podcast listener that I will call Elle um, about how to partner as a highly sensitive person with a less sensitive partner while Elle and her husband are in a healthy relationship she feels like they aren't always in sync. This is what she kind of shared with me. For example, he sometimes isn't always in touch with what he's feeling and can be more reactive than she is towards the kids. And, you know, in those moments of reactivity seems to be kind of unaware, maybe fully unaware of his feelings, not fully in touch with what's happening. And she feels like she has to do a lot of the heavy emotional lifting sometimes of getting him to slow down. She just kind of was sharing to me that she wishes that he would slow down and be less reactive. Another thing that Elle shared is that at the end is, is is an example of what's happening for her in this partnership that's healthy, but (laughs) is that he wants to end the night watching an action-packed like television show. And Elle wants a quiet read with her book. In other words, Elle really needs quiet time at the end of the night, but her partner doesn't seem to need that as much. And these differences seem to create like a sense of a limit on their connection is what she shared with me. And most of all, Elle said she feels deeply misunderstood sometimes. And so she was, you know, kind of asking me in her question, well, how does this work? You know, how, how do you, how do you deepen intimacy when, when things are generally otherwise healthy and there are a lot of beautiful aspects in the relationship, but there seems to be kind of like ships passing at sea sometimes because the sensitivity levels are different. Can it work? How does it work? Etc. So I really, I, I love this question. I was so grateful for her sharing it with me. I asked for permission to create a podcast episode on this question specifically because I thought it was so rich and I have, you know, worked with questions like this so many times with my clients. And it's also a question that at different points in my life, I also have wrestled with in my own journey. Because sensitives who partner with less sensitive people, this is quite common, actually, it's not uncommon, it's quite common, often feel deeply misunderstood, like a limit to their emotional intimacy at times, and like being in sync is really a struggle. And there are a lot of complex reasons to this. So first of all, I want to just acknowledge that a lot of highly sensitive people do partner with people that are what we might say, not highly sensitive doesn't mean that those people don't have any empathy. <laughs> it just means that they're not a highly sensitive person or an empath. Um, and there's some interesting kind of beauty that can come from this of a, of a sense of balance. People do tend to kind of attract uh, an opposite, we could say, or a kind of a a different kind of energy into life. And there's a lot of reasons why. So let's talk about the complex reasons. There's a lot of them. I'll share a few of why we partner with who we partner with. And again, as I'm kind of going through this episode, I have in mind Elle's question. In the episode before this one, I talked about how relationships can be healing when they're healthy. And I talked about the difference between toxic and healthy relationships So let's just make sure we're all on the same page because moving forward in this episode, I'm working with the assumption that we're talking about healthy relationships. That's important. Toxic relationships, ones that are unhealthy are an entirely different story. So let's just want to make sure we're on the same page with that. So different reasons that we partner with who we partner with. Number one is, or one of the possibilities of that is our family history. If we're in a loving relationship, Sometimes uh, what we have, like sometimes the best in our partner actually can remind us of the best of one or both or aspects of our caretakers, important figures in our life, maybe like a grandmother a grandfather, an aunt or uncle that had a, a positive influence in our life or role models. A Good chunk of the time it's caretakers. Sometimes it's not, but a good chunk of the time it's usually caretakers another reason why we, and and so to say, by the way, so we're clear, essentially what that means is that we are naturally drawn to those qualities. We are naturally drawn to those qualities. And so I do find that a good chunk of my highly sensitive people do not necessarily grow up in a household where everyone there is highly sensitive. So, you know, can be attracted to drawn towards um, aspects that remind you of a caretaker that you had in your household that was not highly sensitive. And that's kind of how you get drawn to your partner. Another one is karma. This is a real one. I have seen a lot of partners pair because they have past life histories and they continue to kind of come back together lifetime after lifetime. Sometimes as partners and sometimes reincarnating as close friends or within the same circle, family, etc. cetera. Um, but there's a sense that for some of us, we're journeying with certain souls. We're journeying with our partner as one of those souls that we're journeying with consistently in our lives over many lifetimes. So there's this long history of connection that eventually brings the two of you back together in this lifetime. Another reason why we partner with certain people that we partner with when we're in a healthy partnership is life lessons. And this is often interconnected with our family history or our karma, but it doesn't have to be. I believe each soul comes into this lifetime with a desire to work through certain challenges and learn very specific lessons. And when we partner in a healthy relationship, this dynamic inevitably sparks, uh, opens, provides the opportunity for some of those lessons. Now, sometimes when this happens without this awareness, these moments of spark can feel like friction. And sometimes they are very real friction, but sometimes like, like difference or some discomfort If we're not aware that how we're partnering is is an opportunity to learn lessons, sometimes it can create some frustration or friction. But with the awareness that the two of you have actually entered into a contract on a soul level to empower each other to grow and learn, then these sparks can become actually an opportunity. You can kind of shift into a place of seeing these as an opportunity to learn and to grow, even if sometimes it's uncomfortable. So in other words, who we create a healthy partnership with is not an accident. I I just, I don't believe it's an accident. (laughs) I think there are, um, there's definitely personal free will for sure that exists. And then there are these other like subconscious, unconscious and universal factors at play that invite us (laughs) into this partnership, if that makes sense. So I guess a question I want to then pose for L and anyone else listening who's resonating with this so far is what if partnering with a less sensitive person as you, you know, you being a highly sensitive person, what if partnering with a less sensitive person is precisely what your soul actually ordered during this phase of your life or lifetime? And if that were true, I'm just kind of curious for you what might shift. Now, I'm, I'm no stranger to these questions because I currently am partnered with a less sensitive person myself, and I have found the learning process together over time quite grounding and also challenging at times. This current partnership that I'm in is has definitely been the most uh, rewarding and fulfilling. I have in the past partnered with other people who also were not highly sensitive, but this one has been different, and I'm going to kind of talk about... Uh, what aspects of that there are a lot of reasons why it's different but I'm going to talk about some of the aspects around this specific issue about why it's been different for me and so both my my husband and I have had to learn that what feels natural to me as a highly sensitive person is often hard for him and vice versa right so what is natural for me is hard for him what is natural for him sometimes is hard for me And this means it's been a lot of self and mutual education along along the way. I've had to continue to uh, deepen my education and awareness of myself and my own system and hey as well, and then kind of learning about each other, if that makes sense. And so, you know, in my distant past, I used to wonder if I should partner with a highly sensitive person. Um, It's something I thought about a lot. I think. After I went through a divorce many years ago, and before I got gotten into a place of like seriously thinking about pursuing partnership, I thought to myself, if I had ever partnered again, I would want to be with someone who was like a very highly intuitive person. Um, But now, many, many years later, uh, and having a lot more years of partnership and life experience and self-awareness for myself under my belt, I have a different feeling. I have friends who are as sensitive as I am and I love them dearly. Like they are my, my soul friends. They mean so much to me and I'm so grateful for their, their friendships and our friendships are so nourishing and they fulfill needs that my partnership, um, like doesn't and nor would I expect it to, if that makes sense, but would I want to build a life with them in partnership? And the answer is kind of honestly, no, <laughs> I love them so much, but no, I, I don't want to partner with them. I can't imagine partnering with someone like that because I think it would be too overwhelming for me. It would be too much of the same. Uh, I think some of the difference for me in my partnership between us is really enriching and nourishing and I, I, I sense that my, my husband feels the same. So I really find it, for example, refreshing that my husband doesn't feel the world as much as I do because I feel a lot. <laughs> he brings in a different perspective when I'm feeling overwhelmed by, you know, the suffering in the world or the politics or even family dynamics. I I am so easily, um, like I feel so much. Um, and somehow at times when I'm feeling a lot, he can he can just really, because he doesn't get Feel the same way. He doesn't get pulled in in the same way. Um, he clearly can like see through the noise and sometimes bring a new perspective. And I love that about him because when I'm feeling a lot, it's kind of like I'm the ocean and he's like this rock to the you know to the side of me, and it feels good together. I think it's also been extremely healing to have a partner who isn't highly sensitive but is willing to learn about my sensitivity and genuinely has a desire to understand more and vice versa. So I also have like a deep desire to understand his experience of the world. And this journey of learning together has really supported, I think both of us to grow in immense ways, him learning more about his own emotions and feelings about, you know, through me as the person who feels all the feels and, and feels the subtle and the obvious and everything in between and, uh, me about some of the amazing kind of boundaries he has in some areas of his life where things don't sweep him off his feet. Like there are some, some aspects of life that just kind of like roll off of him and don't seem to ruffle his feathers at all. And I've learned a lot about that, about kind of, you know, where, where does my feeling sense come in as a powerful gift um, versus maybe a an obstacle or distraction at times, if that makes sense. So the reality is that, you know, experts estimate that highly sensitive people make up about 20% maximum of the population. So this means that 80% of the population is not like us, dear sensitive ones. And this can be really isolating. And That's precisely why the deep relationship I've built with my less sensitive husband and other less sensitive friends, I feel like has been so empowering and nourishing. It's like somehow bridging that 80%. And it's, you know, I think it's over the years, it's really taught me how to a bridge with people who are not as sensitive. I think there was a large chunk of my life at a certain period of time where I had woken up to my sensitivity. I was waking up to my sensitivity and I only wanted to be around sensitive people, which is beautiful because I loved the kind of depth that they could do. But there's a different kind of subtle depth that um, I can also experience with my husband and my less sensitive friends that I cannot experience with my highly sensitive friends and people in my life. So it's been empowering and nourishing. And maybe um, these less sensitive people in my life don't get me in the same way that my highly sensitive friends do, but they do get me in a way that my highly sensitive friends can't do, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like those myriad of relationships kind of bring their own unique gifts and depths. And sometimes my husband and I are not on the same page. And that's like any couple that happens to any couple, different phases, different moments uh, along the way. And we've developed a lot of communication skills and patterns and opportunities to really bring us back together when this happens. And we both really do our best to not let let us feel out of sync for too long and and both kind of stay attuned to that and so in other words we're pretty proactive together at helping each other come back to the shared center and connection and I think that that's important sometimes I notice that my sensitive clients allow this feeling of uh, disconnection or feeling misunderstood to go on a little bit too long and and not kind of foster proactive, open conversations for a lot of variety of reasons that can happen. And um, so then when they approach the conversation, it can feel a lot bigger than maybe if they had approached it earlier on. So I really think proactive conversation is essential. And one of the essential pieces of our deepening relationship between my husband and I has been an effort to really increase our understanding of how we each uniquely experience the world. Rather than trying to get him to be more sensitive, I learned how to embrace who he is and vice versa. That's another thing. I see a lot of sensitive people kind of like trying really hard to get their less sensitive partner to just like become more sensitive. And uh, doesn't work because you, you literally, like, if you actually have certain conversations, which I'm going to talk about the, what those conversations can be, you realize that you just literally experience even the most mundane moments in very different ways. And that's important to know. And most importantly, I have, you know, learned what, um, what needs my husband can and cannot fulfill. That's really important too. Sometimes we put all of these needs on our partner and they're not really the person to fulfill them. They're not really the person most adept to fulfill them. And even if they did fulfill them, sometimes actually what we need is, uh, to fulfill them ourselves. So paying close attention to to which needs I need to fulfill myself or through other loving connections in my life um, makes things much more smoother between me and my less sensitive partner. Would you like to be a part of my inner circle? get the opportunity to know me a little bit more and for me to get to know you. How about an opportunity to take what you learn on the podcast and translate it even more practically into your everyday life? Well, if any of that sounds good, I would really like for you to hop on over to my website, www.marcimoberg.com and sign up for my newsletter. I send out regular emails to my newsletter, which is really my inner circle. That's the best way to stay in touch with what I'm up to. And I send out newsletter only practices uh, whenever I have a new podcast episode, which is an opportunity to really take that week's theme and that week's episode and translate it into your own life. Super easy. You just head on over to my website and you'll find a pop-up window and a link there to be able to join. I can't wait to get to know you better and for you to join my inner circle. Dear L and other sensitives, it doesn't have to feel like this meaning you can feel more in sync and more understood with some time in practice with your less sensitive partner. To begin, start by deepening your understanding of the unique way that you experience the world. I often find this happens for couples simply by having more open and honest conversation. For example, after an experience, share how the experience was for you and ask your partner, how was it for them? So, you know, kind of going back to our listeners question where she shared about these kind of exchanges that happen with the kids it might be interesting, like later after the kids are, you know, in bed to have a conversation, um, you know, with your less sensitive partner with your husband and ask him, you know, how was it for you when, you know, we had this moment with the kids earlier, what was it like? In your mind, you might be feeling like he was being really reactive and not aware of his feelings, but perhaps he actually was connected to his feelings, and that felt like the only strategy that that he was, you know, felt available for him in that moment. And then it could be a conversation between the two of you about brainstorming other strategies about how to handle a situation uh, that both of you can be on the same page with. Sometimes you might find out that uh, your husband, for example, actually got really overwhelmed in that moment, was aware of it and didn't know what to do, <laughs> you know? And, or they might think that how they're responding is a completely appropriate response and that it's, you know, fine based on their own experience growing up, what happened in their household, but then you, how you share your experience of that uh, situation brings new light to things and and sheds light on how they may be having an impact on others around them and unaware of it. So, you know, it's really like this this kind of um, allowing each person to share what it was like standing in their shoes in that moment and being really open and honest about it can be so enlightening and so... Liberating. My husband and I have had many of these conversations. I'm sure we will continue. (laughs) And they've been really, really fascinating for me. Honestly, really, really fascinating. They help me see how we do truly experience the world differently and the beauty in both experiences. When you explore this, I also encourage you not just to explore in moments where it feels like tensions are running high. But also even in like an everyday experience, mundane experiences, you know, uh, my husband and I, I remember having earlier in our partnership conversations about how places like the grocery store and the mall, like doing basic errands, like the grocery store and the mall is an entirely different experience for me than him or cleaning the house. My husband is amazing at organizing and cleaning things in the house and for me that experience is very different it it easily overwhelms me i get kind of like uh, almost like sensory overload and so i have to clean in a very specific way and there has to be like boundaries around that for me so again these are just like really 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 simple mundane tasks where there's not tension happening you know like going to the grocery store <laughs> And, uh, being in places like the grocery store for a long periods of time can really exhaust me, but they don't do that for my husband. So, you know, that's, that's been really interesting conversations and there can be a lot of beauty that comes from those. So over time, this has helped both of us understand, uh, my sensitive nature more, his less sensitive nature more, and to anticipate needs for each other. And it's also uh, helped us to step up into our our zone of genius and our strengths more in our partnership over time so that we can each bring the gifts, uh, our own personal gifts, really, to the relationship table in in a sense. Another example is finding rituals that that you can share together and compromises that feel aligned for you you know, I think so often people think of the word as compromise, like the word compromise as like a dirty word. And that comes from this, you know, long-standing challenge where people, I think people pleased for a long time and compromised in ways that were not aligned. But inherent in healthy partnership are compromises that are healthy compromises when they're made in an aligned way and they're made from conscious choice, if that makes sense. So, for example, it sounds like, uh, L you uniquely need quiet at the end of your day. This is quite common for a lot of highly sensitive people I know. And your husband needs a different end of the day. So if you haven't already, it might be kind of fun to have our conversation about how each of your choices support you each individually at the end of your day. For example, maybe the show for him feels like something fun after a long mundane day of work, but for you, it feels really stressful because it's very stimulating to your nervous system. So that's why you kind of crave quiet. So it'd be really interesting to have a conversation, which actually might spark some important insights for both of you around how you, what your needs are at the end of the day. And then I wonder what conditions you might need L to be able to share a show with him. Maybe you can't, you don't feel like aligned with watching an action show. Maybe that feels too stimulating, but maybe there's something else, another kind of show or film or documentary that uh, the two of you could walk, watch together at times. And maybe it's also about timing, right? So if you have enough quiet time at the beginning of the night, do you feel like you have resilience to, in more of like a full cup to share a show or vice versa. Um, and you could play with timing is another piece too that you could, you could look at. And then I also wonder like what conditions does your husband need to read quietly or share a quiet time alongside of you. But even better is the curious question of are there other ways that you each can close the night together that is a ritual that the two of you share that meets both of your needs at the end of the evening that fosters that connection that you're desiring. And that, again, can be like a really interesting conversation. And this is the kind of creative exploration conversation and brainstorming that I think is really needed to bridge a highly sensitive and a less sensitive partner person in partnership. In the end, I want to invite you to see, whether you're Elle or you're another listener, I really want to invite you to see your differences as an opportunity for both of you to learn and grow. After all, that's really the essence of healthy partnerships. What strengths does your partner bring to the relationship that are gaps for you and vice versa? And where do things work out really well between the two of you? Sometimes also drawing uh, your attention and your awareness to that can also not only help uh, build your well of like goodwill, but also can help you notice and have some clues for how things work well and how different areas where you're feeling like a mismatch or out of syncness could maybe be better, if that makes sense. Continue to also increase your self-awareness of your sensitivity and what makes your experience of the world unique. I find that people who are highly sensitive experience the world in this way. It's kind of like you're a fish and you're in this really, really unique, uh, you've swam in this really unique water your whole life and you take for granted, it's just kind of second nature that you swim in these really, 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 really deep uh, levels of the ocean, but someone else comes along and they're like, I don't, what is that? (laughs) There's some like weird creatures down there that you've never paid attention to because it's just, you know, it's just part of your nature. So it really, it, I think it's really, really essential that we as sensitive people, whether you're partnered or not bring into consciousness, the kind of Water, you metaphorically have been swimming in your whole life that you've just been taking for granted Um, and recognize that that's very different. It's very unique. And it has some very specific needs to that because so often I find that sensitives can often get into these frustration cycles in partnership with others. Sometimes it's even in friendships, wishing that the other person could anticipate their needs or was or were as attentive as they are, um, et cetera. But again, those people experience, if they're not highly sensitive, they experience life very, very differently. And even if they are highly sensitive, highly sensitive people can have sensitivity in different areas (laughs) of their life. So it's really, really, really important to continue to bring to a place of consciousness, to make conscious what is unconscious for you about your sensitivity. I can't empathize that. Emphasize that enough that knowing what makes your experience of the world unique is essential. And this is more of like a, I want to emphasize that this is a continuous journey rather than like a, you learned it and you're done, you know. So a lot of times people will come to me and say that, I don't know, they've read a book about being highly sensitive, which was super important for them and gave them all these insights. And yet, they are still struggling in partnership at times. And that's okay. It's because maybe you now you know that you're highly sensitive, but how that sensitivity shows up for you and how that manifests as it uniquely in your partnership and in challenges throughout your course of your day can be very different and is not really in the fine print of a book that's meant to be generalized for all highly sensitives everywhere. Everyone is very different. So continue to increase your self-awareness and invest in that about your sensitivity. And when you do that, it will empower you to get much more clear on your needs and what needs you need to fulfill versus receive from your partner in partnership. And you might be dis- like really, really surprised by what you discover. This is uh, something I see quite often for people and above all, remember, just continue to try to remind yourself as much as you can with lots of love and compassion that what feels natural to you as a highly sensitive person really is hard for people that are not highly sensitive. And so it's hard for your partner. It's, it's, it's an entirely different way of being. It's like you're, you know, you're a sea creature and they're a land creature. It's, like, it's just very different. And different is beautiful and vice versa, right? Uh, using that same metaphor, if you're a sea creature and you've never walked on land, it's very different experience that your partner's walking in. So really continue to remind yourself of that. And then that just creates the opportunity for really much more open conversation. And I find when both partners are willing to have open, honest, vulnerable conversation, that alone will deepen your connection, that alone will deepen your emotional intimacy, and that alone will support you to feel more in sync and more understood. So that's what I got for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did putting this episode together. I think it's such a rich topic. If you did enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot of yourself, you know, with the wherever you're listening to this and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Marcy Moberg to let me know what you think. I love to hear from my listeners. If you have a question, you can head on over to my website, marcymobergcom forward slash podcast, and you can submit a question at the bottom of the screen. As you see from this episode, I answer questions. I love to answer listener questions. So if you have one, send them over. And last but not least, if you're interested in diving more into your relationships and your intuition and dream work, they all interweave together very, very deeply, then I have a really exciting opportunity to join me and an intimate group of other sensitives to truly transform your life in one year. One year, I'm going to be doing a, a really beautiful program with a small group of people. I'm very excited about it. Um, Doors are not open yet, so but and (laughs) make sure you're on my email list to be the first to know when applications do open um, because I want to make sure that you don't miss it out. That's going to be important. So yeah, make sure you're under my email list if you haven't already. You can do that at my website or at the link in uh, the show notes, and um, then you'll make sure that you're you're the first to know when applications open to join this absolutely life-changing opportunity. Until next time, thank you so much for listening, and remember, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In With Marcy. I hope you loved this episode, and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcimoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.